Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. Hey everyone, this is the Almost World Podcast. Bringing to you mind-blowing interviews with guests from all over the world. So settle down, relax, and enjoy the show. Oh yeah, by the way, if you like the podcast, please support Elmo's World Podcast on Patreon. Your support is what helps the podcast improve more and more. Sure, uh, I'm T-Jump. I run a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash T-Jump, where I have conversations with professors and philosophers about different topics in academia, consciousness, uh, epistemology, ontology, existence of God, morality, that kind of stuff. Mm, awesome, Thanks for yeah. having me on. Yeah, man. Like, I loving have I love having you on my podcast, bro. And um, I've been watching a lot of your your debates and your discussions, and it's been really interesting, right? But I guess it, when it comes to the the debating stuff, it it, it will always go bad. So, and uh, a lot of the a lot of times, you know. And but what do you think of those kinds of discussions, though? Right, because. If it's a debate, right, but at the end people, you know, shout at each other or have like bad gripes or uh, what what do you think about that stuff? Like is that productive or what do you – yeah. Um, Yeah, I think it's perfectly productive. Uh, I think the idea is is to give the audience an idea of how to respond to those situations, like what kind of arguments to use or – how to keep your cool or whatever. And it's entertainment, I guess. They can relate to how people treat them and how some debates can get out of hand. And it's just kind of normal interaction. So it's totally fine. I don't think there's any problem with it. I don't really care about people's intentionality, like whether or not they are being kind or trying to like – uh, represent your argument accurately. It's for me all that matters is what are the what is the argument they're making and how do you respond to it. So I don't really take it personally or I don't really judge people for being mean or misrepresenting. It doesn't really make a difference to me one way or the other. I just think it's a practice of interactions. Like how do you respond to what they're saying and what's the best way to do it? And that gives something for your audience to think about. 
Yeah, I guess, you know, people watch a lot of these debates and discussions on YouTube and the internet. And I guess it becomes sort of their ammunition for real life situations where when they, you know, when it because like religious and political discussions always, always, you know, are are like taboo and like dinner tables and family discussions with friends also. Um, So I guess... You know, I I really uh, admire your coolness, bro. When you know when you're in a discussion, like you always keep your calm. I watched your debate with Jay Dyer and the dumpster fire that that it was. <laughs> but yeah, like um, that I that I was really impressed by by the calmness of how you uh, interact with some people. But I guess you know, like when someone is like saying that you know, like you're making a foolish argument, how would you respond? to that like if they they're not willing to engage in a proper discussion and engage with your ideas how do you generally respond to that kind of argument uh i laugh at them that's usually the best (laughs) response yeah Uh, the idea is to present something to the audience uh it makes sense to the audience because if it makes sense to the audience then you've won the debate it doesn't make a difference what your opponent thinks um so as long as you can present a coherent argument that your audience can make sense of and it sounds like you've responded coherently to them then that's all you really need and your opponent doesn't matter at all you can just essentially ignore them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i guess because it, if it's a just a one-on-one debate then that's where you have to like in, in your purpose's intention is for your your opponent to understand your arguments and actually interact with it i guess but because if it's a public one then your intention is for the audience to to watch how your argument is at, is more coherent and more i guess more founded on the truth right so that's your intention yeah pretty much my goal is since it is my job uh, as a youtuber to entertain the audience more more so than to convince anybody i'm talking to like i don't really think debates rarely they convince the person you're talking to but it does have an impact on the people who are listening there are a few occasions where I have convinced people about specific issues that I've been talking with, but not usually, especially not like on converting people, which has happened a few times. I know a few YouTube people who have been changed their position on religious issues, but it's, again, it's really rare. So mostly the point of debate is just to have a conversation so that the audience can listen and relate to the conversation and learn from it. That's essentially the only real goal. Yeah, can I so ask? So it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. Can I ask how you started, uh, yeah, how you started this YouTube thing, I guess, like, because, you know, um, you're really smart, bro, and you're really knowledgeable, and I'm I'm really impressed by that. Like, I'm starting out on the list you posted on on what to read and to study philosophy but i can't even pass uh surpass the first one but i'm trying to but um, how did you start i guess your being a youtuber and uh, these discussions like were you always planning on this or was it how did you uh, start um so I had major depression my entire life. I had essentially zero friends or family or relationships, and I tried everything I could to get out of it, and one of the things that I tried was philosophy. So I spent about eight years just sitting alone, studying philosophy, doing nothing else, and I 
started to invite professors out to go to coffee to have conversations about philosophy to talk about stuff and they were gracious enough to go to visit with me and chat with me for several hours and I couldn't remember everything they said so I would record the conversations and post them on YouTube and that's got a decent amount of traction and so I just started to do that and got bigger and bigger uh, without even trying and that was essentially how I got started on YouTube. But I want to ask you more about like why philosophy, you know, because I myself, I'm into philosophy because of of how I think, right? It's, I think deep more in deeply into stuff and think uh, think about the rationality of things. But for for you, for you, like why philosophy, bro? Well, for me, philosophy was just one of the things I tried. It wasn't special in any way. It was just I had tried religion. Religion didn't work. I had tried uh, relationships. Relationships didn't work. I had tried family. Family didn't work. So I tried hobbies. Hobbies didn't work. So it was just another thing on the list. I thought, well, maybe if I got good or succeeded at this, this could help me with my depression. So I spent a lot of years studying philosophy and science, biology, cosmology, chemistry, physics, uh, and politics, uh, and none of that actually helped either, but I got pretty good at it, and so it did lead to a job, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah, I, and um, you know, I, I seem, I don't th- like to say that I have depression, but I guess, you know, I, we all get sad sometimes, but um, I depression is a, a serious thing, you know, and, um, but um, how did do you like go to a therapist for it? Like, have you? How did you try to cope with it, bro? Like, it's I know it's really difficult to have that. Or wh- why do you think you have it? And um, can you tell us something about that if if you're okay with it? Sure. So I was bullied pretty bad in grade school. I was like my earliest memories are being stabbed with pencils and getting detentions and being hit by my parents. So I did not like people very much. I had zero positive human interactions for pretty much my entire life. So that's why I had depression. I pretty much learned to never speak to anyone ever. Just stay away from everybody because everyone causes you pain. So I learned that and that was essentially my grade school life. And then high school, I just never spoke to anyone. I was completely alone. Tried socializing at the end near like uh, junior, senior year, but I just still could never get over that social anxiety of being afraid of people. So made essentially no friends, then never spent any time with anybody. Um, And that was essentially my entire life for the most part. And then when I tried to actually be social and get in relationships, uh, they definitely don't work out for me the way they do for normal people because I don't care about words very much. All words make me feel like shit. And for especially relationships with women, they really like words and you caring about talking to them and not feeling like crap. And so that ended poorly, um, led to lots of bottles of sleeping pills and time in psych wards. And so I spent a lot of time with therapists and that never helped. But so like to get out of there to psych wards, you had to essentially fake it. And you had to learn how to pretend to be confident and charismatic and how to talk to people. And so that's where that's where I learned my social skills, how to fake it to get out, for the most part. Um, so yeah, it was it was not fun for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
uh, I guess, you know, but what I think, bro, is that, you know, the challenges that we have could actually be like what can be used and to teach us to help other people. And, you know, what you're doing, bro, in, in YouTube is opening a lot of minds, right? And even if I'm a theist, right, but I, I am like I am pro people thinking for themselves and actually looking at the evidence and the facts and how and if it appears like what you currently believe is false then I I, I am really uh pro pro for that but okay but um can you talk about like your book right you've you've written a book and um I'm sure that you would like to uh, uh talk about it uh, sure. So yeah, I wrote a book essentially of my epistemology, um, all the basis of knowledge I learned from philosophy, all the accumulation of my arguments and how I approach it and stuff. So, uh, I don't have a publisher for the epistemology one yet. I do have one for the morality one. So working on that. Hopefully the morality one should be out uh, next year sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can Can you talk about, I guess, your future plans? Like, um, I'm sure that you're writing on a new book and also focusing on like, expanding your your YouTube platform. Um, what where where are you going there, bro? Yeah. Hopefully, I'll get some books published and I'll start to be able to do live debates and events at other atheist groups around the country again. I have one planned for February, which I'm supposed to do, which is really cool. And it's in Georgia, so if you're in the area, that would be you can stop on by and hang out. That would be cool. Um, so I have those would be a big event, and then I'd like to get into politics if possible. So those are essentially my plans: just to write the book, do events, do live debates, hopefully grow in popularity that way. And I think that's mostly what my plan is right now. Yeah, cool. And uh, of course, um, being president of the United States, right? That's also in the list. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. We, we, we talked about b- before a little about politics, right? Um, but I, I want to know your, I guess, your personal value uh, position on the on how, how the United States is coping with COVID and how Biden is it has one like uh do you think it's going to get better after that or it's just going to be more i get worse it's gonna get worse um well a large portion of americans thinks it's a hoax so there's definitely not going to get better um like even in places where they take it seriously like new york it's pretty bad so i don't think there's any chance of it getting better. I think that the shutdowns are only meant to try to keep the, to slow it down a bit until we get the vaccine. But we do have a vaccine that was approved yesterday by the FDA, Pfizer vaccine. And that's supposed to come to the U S like today, tomorrow and following uh, weeks. So that should, if it works, that'll help. And that'll essentially start things to get back to normal, which will be good. That'll cause an economic boom. I'm looking forward to that. Buy stocks. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, what I think, though, for America is that um, 
they they have to focus also on like a third uh, political party, right? Because you know, um, being just centered on the um, the Democrat versus Republican one, it's 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 like put people in this trap, and th- I guess their choices have become I guess limited. I I don't know, but uh, how would you put it? Like, should the U.S. be a multi multi political party? Um, definitely, but to do that, what we need to do is we need to get rid of the first past the post voting system because right now the voting system is just whoever gets the most votes wins. And so if you vote for a third party, your vote isn't even counted in the election because the only ones they count are the ones between the two major parties or the two closest to win. Everybody else, like, who cares? So what we need is the single transferable vote system, which means your vote you vote for the person you want most and if they don't aren't in the top two then your vote gets transferred to your second choice and if they're in the top two then it goes to whichever one you pick therefore everybody's vote does get to be counted in the end and that way you can vote for your favorite candidate like bernie sanders or uh one of the independents or whatever and then if they don't get elected then your vote will be transferred automatically to your biden or whoever else you voted for after that and that way, you can actually vote for a third party without wasting your vote, and it won't come down to a political system of uh, voting for the least evil. Um, and that will give us uh, more opportunity to have a third party system and represent more uh, more ideas in the political landscape that are not currently being represented. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, though, like um, people's political i guess like uh, values are also are really centered on their personal ideals right and values for example um and for the libertarians i guess they, they focus on individualism and for in the left it's more focused on socialism and looking at the 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 the, the the collective more right but how about your personal values like do you are you leaning on more of a socialist or more of an individualist value system um well the political system is essentially set up so that libertarians value freedom and and uh liberty so they want essentially non-restriction on people as much as possible. Uh, The liberals want uh, to help as many suffering people as possible, and the republicans want to keep things the same. Like, oh, this system has worked in the past. We should keep it the same and not overextend our resources to help more people because if we overextend our resources, the economy will collapse, and the liberals are like, we have plenty of excess resources. We should help more people, and so put more into healthcare, social security, whatever. And the libertarians are like, what we need to do is just give everyone freedom to do as much as they can without... Uh, imposing uh, restrictions on them economically, financially, whatever, and they think that system will work, which I am a centrist, so I think that there's parts of each of those three systems which are good and work well, and we should incorporate aspects of each into our political system. Um, It really doesn't have anything to do with socialism. That's only a far-left side not really relevant because again the whole point of liberalism is just they want to help as many people as possible they think we have excess resources and we can help more people and they're right there's definitely a lot more we can do 
with that. Um, and the Republicans are also right that we can't overextend our resources and help too many people because if we do, it'll cause economic collapse. Like we don't have enough money to help everybody. Um, if you give everyone money, essentially it causes inflation and devalues money for everybody, which will cause all poor people to be affected by that. So there's lots of considerations you have to consider when deciding how to spend your money in politics. Uh, but there's things that are right on the Republican conservative side. There are things that are right on the liberal Democrat side. And there are things that are right in the libertarian centrist side. And you have to incorporate all of those to really get a good political system. Mm -hmm. But I guess like where, and in terms of like, uh, I guess on that scale, right. That where that you mentioned, um, freedom versus I, I guess the, the, the the sacrifice of some rights for the for the benefit of the many right where do you stand on that specific on specific some specific issues like let's say taxation um well the tax policy should be a uh what's it called essentially like a what's it flat rate tax for the most part not a our current our current tax system is super complicated and it shouldn't be it should just be essentially pretty simple pretty simplified of just tax brackets and that's it and not this super complicated 10,000 page document that everyone has to go through um right now the biggest problem in taxes is the fact that well no one should have to actually do taxes um our taxes are already done for us by the government and then the government tries to make sure that our numbers that we send in are about accurate and then they make it illegal for the government to do our taxes for us because of things like TurboTax, which get paid billions of dollars to do people's taxes which is a complete waste of money that people should not have to pay because the government can do it for us automatically the the irs literally does this for everyone automatically so why do we have to do it also and spend billions of dollars on this which is just a waste of money. It's it's a scam that we need to fix in the country. So wasting money on taxes is a huge issue. Uh, the taxes themselves are totally good for the for the government. You need you need a source of income in order to have a government and a military and uh, public schools and things. So taxation is good uh, to some degree. We should definitely tax the rich more, tax poor people less as much as possible try to find the correct balance there. I think that the best way to do it is not through taxation, but through making a pay cap for CEOs and shareholders based on the number of employees they have. So your compensation financially is limited based off of the number of employees that you are subsidizing in the economy and who you give jobs so that they can reinvest money back into the economy. And your personal compensation, your actual value to an economy is going to be based on how many people you can employ, how many jobs you can offer. So I agree with the Republican idea that jobs jobs matter and job holdership matters. And so we should limit people's pay based off of how much jobs they actually create, not just based off of how much uh, useless junk they can create that people want to buy, like advertising for Google or uh, junky iPhone crap like you should actually be based off of the number of employees not the number of uh stuff people buy from your company mm -hmm. yeah i guess you know specifically i think right like when it comes to that people you know, normal people i guess you know like and average people just 
put it, you know, think about it and say that, you know, I earned this and I'm not going to spend it on, let's say, other people's insurance, right? I earned this for myself. It's my... My, from my own hard work and sweat, I'm not gonna pay off someone else's uh, student loans. Like, I guess it it all boils down to their personal values and what where they stand on it. Like, but how about you, bro? Like, do you think um, that you know you should people should pay more taxes? I guess for the for in in that sense, and, but. Um, well, like most of the stuff you use, you didn't pay for, uh, or you didn't, other people paid for. So like all of the roads you drive on, those are paid for by other people. All of the fire trucks that used to save people's houses, those are paid for by other people. All of the, the infrastructure, the sewage, the electrical, um, Heating and cooling, all of that stuff was paid for by other people through taxes. It's the same as insurance and the same as uh, health care, the same as military. Like the point of the government is to do things that other people don't want to spend money on. It's not like, oh, I, I, I want to send my money to help build a road in Arkansas. Like, no, people don't want to spend their money to help other people. Obviously, that's why you need the government because you need somebody to spend money to help people who don't have the ability to help themselves. Like obviously no one wants to spend their money to help other people to some degree, which is why charity just doesn't work as a way to help people because most people will never give uh, a su sufficient amount to charity. Most people will never hear about the people who actually need it. Most people will never give charity to things that are actually productive, like building roads or infrastructure. They'll give it to churches or something, which is usually a waste to spread Bibles and maybe some food, but never really, help build up the economy or help get people out of poverty or help educate people on systems. Really the people who are doing the things to help bring people out of poverty is the government. The government has one, like one policy called, I think it's the EOTC, uh, which is the earned income EITC earned income tax something credit earned income tax credit. I think is what it's called, which is uh, essentially if you don't make enough money, the government just gives you money. If you don't make enough money, we're just going to give you a whole bunch of money. It's a tax credit. And that has brought more people out of poverty than any other policy in America um, because they just are giving people money, which is great. That works to bring people out of poverty because it gives them the upward mobility to be able to spend their money to do, to get cars or whatever they need to do hold a job or to uh, pay off loans. Uh, that's really what works. Uh, so those kinds of systems, which are supported by taxes, are successful at helping people, whereas charity is not successful at helping people. And we need an organization like the government in order to fund things that people are not going to, like roads and electricity and plumbing for everyone, not just for your neighborhood. So obviously none of that stuff you paid for, or none of that stuff is going to help you. Like you're not, you're not going to be helped by the roads in Arkansas or the electrical in Kansas or whatever, but you pay those because everything the government does is meant to help everyone in America, not just you. Um, that's kind of the point of the government and taxes, which are a good thing. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, I guess you know, but I, I was more, I, I was, I wanted to focus more on your general view on life, right? Let's say, like, I, I'm just, you know, like, let's say I'm a, a young man, you know, maybe thirteen or fourteen, and just re- realized and learned about philosophy and just started asking like the life's biggest questions, right? Like, let's, and I, I want to ask myself like why am i here is god real like is there really uh an, like an objective good or evil um okay but if, if you were that child like how would you start like where would you start to know the truth like would you i guess you know you would you would try many things right like religion uh other philosophies but for, if you're someone with your knowledge now like where should the child start or the young man start um throw all of that junk in the trash can and go have fun like and i think that the only reason i've done philosophy is to try and find happiness like really none of this crap matters. Religion doesn't matter. Uh, truth doesn't matter. Happiness matters. Happiness is the only thing that really does matter. So find that. And if pursuing truth makes you happy, then do it. If not, just get rid of it. It's, it's a waste of time. Um, I would have preferred to go partying and hang out with hot blondes. That would have made me happy. I think philosophy was just a waste. Just kind of, it led me to a job, which is nice. And hopefully it'll lead me to a future with hot blondes. But other than that, none of it really matters if you're doing it for fun then that's great you can like you mentioned my reading list i have a reading list on my youtube channel if you're interested in if you find it fun doing philosophy you can check out my reading list or just watch debates and stuff but i'd say forget it and do what you enjoy instead okay but i guess like but you know that's a huge i guess like claim to say that you know this the pursuit of truth is nothing more but vanity bro like and i guess like um, when you say happiness right it's more of just the happiness in the now um i guess it ha- happiness is very subjective right and that's what you said like if following philosophy uh makes you happy but what kind of happy are you talking about like Every kind. Um, so like there was a thought experiment that was that was asked to me by a guy from Street Epistemology Discord. He asked, would you rather know truth or be happy? Like I think I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something like that. And I said, uh, I would give up truth in a second to be happy. Like I don't give a shit about truth. I, I want happiness. And th- he th- found that strange because he always thought well no 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 we're the skeptic community we're supposed to like pursue truth and i was like no so i I, if i so imagine if i could know the truth and if i knowing the truth i would wake up and realize that oh we're actually in the matrix and we're actually all uh slaves to robots being tortured the entire time experimented on and if we wake up we're just in constant suffering so i'd be like nope i would rather not know that and stay in the matrix and just be ambivalent to the actual truth because I don't I don't need like there, it's possible for there to be truths that are painful and there's nothing you can do about it and I'd rather not know them I don't I don't care like I want to know things that can help me to be happy that's why I learned that's why I learned philosophy why I learned politics I tried to learn things that I could use to try and be happy I don't actually care what the truth is I care about what could make me happy regardless of whether or not it's true if I could live a lie and just delude myself into believing like there's a God or something just to make myself happy I would do it in a second like I'm 
it's it's better to be happy than it is to know truth. It doesn't truth really doesn't make a difference unless you could use it to be happy. I guess it's Tom ignorance is bliss jump, eh? Twenty twenty. Yep. <laughs> okay, I guess, but hmm, that's really something to think about. Um, but I guess you know, like if that's the that's the the thought process of every philosopher and thinker and scientist and explorer and the. Uh, in the past and history, like we would be nowhere, right? Like there has to be someone who wants to actually know the truth because it is and it will be beneficial for, I guess, like society and the world. Don't you think? Um, and it's sure. There's some people who definitely like uh, exploring things, like Newton liked exploring things and trying to discover what the world's like. So if you enjoy that kind of thing, yes, if that's what makes you happy. But if not, it's knowing truth doesn't have any value in and of itself unless you already enjoy it. But the enjoyment part is what matters, not the knowing the truth. So only do it if you actually enjoy it. And if you don't, don't waste your time. I guess it's so, um, basically that, you know, you're someone who, who has dived into the epistemology, the, the, all these, the metaphysics and everything. Um, I guess, but, you know, when it comes to existentialism, is that your position and your your take on it? Because you know, coming from like an atheistic worldview, right, where where everything is just an accident and meaningless, and uh, happy, and our life's meaning is purely subjective. So, uh, is that your take on it? Is to just pursue your personal what I guess the what's intuitionally happiness and well-being for you. I guess that's that's how you take it. Uh, no, I'm a moral realist, so I think there is objective meaning, purpose, value, morality, and all those kinds of things. But again, none of that matters if it doesn't make you happy. So if if pursuing those things makes you miserable, don't do it. Pursue the things that make you happy. If you believe in God and and pursuing belief in God and worshiping God makes you miserable, then don't do it. It's what matters more is trying to avoid suffering. Like your what really matters in life is what makes you happy. Like what can give you the least suffering in your existence and the most happiness in your existence. That is what you should pursue. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's drugs, then pursue the drugs. If it's uh, money, pursue the money. If it's God, pursue God, whatever it is. But that's what you should be doing is what makes you happy. Not You shouldn't be trying to force yourself to do something miserable like uh, adhere to a God's will if it doesn't make you happy. It's just a waste of time. Like Forget the God, do what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, okay, so when it comes to the, what makes you happy, right? is it more of a rational thing? Like should I uh, analyze all the data before me, you know, look at the, all the evidence and think about like the concept of even the eternal consequences of something, right? So that's why people would look into truth in order to know whether or not in the afterlife there's something like uh, an, an eternal happiness or suffering waiting for them. So that would be in accordance to what your, your existence, your, what you're uh, saying. Well, so... Not exactly. So if there is an afterlife which is required you to go through immense suffering in life to get to it, it's not worth it. Uh, it's just garbage. So whoever would do that is a cruel monster, and so you shouldn't even 
consider worshiping them at all. So what you should do is enjoy your life as much as you can. And if there was a moral being who had a moral afterlife, then they will give you an afterlife after for doing what you could to try and enjoy your life, uh, not trying to go through some grueling process of pain and suffering to try and meet its uh, vindictive slave desires. Uh, that would not be a valuable use of your life. So just do what makes you happy. Try and help others to help them do what makes them happy. And that should that's the best way to live. Mm-hmm. But okay, can we look more into the, in the, in the health thing though, right? Like, can you tell me generally why like why it entails that someone like something or someone like a god like creating something like a hell would entail an evil god why would that generally or necessarily lead to that would it would it, some christians would define it as justice or god's wrath but that, it doesn't mean that god is evil if he created something like a hell well that's that's exactly what it means so it's like well hitler created gas chambers like does that make hitler evil yes it does Uh, if you take any person and you put them into a situation of pain and suffering when you don't have to that makes you evil that's just what it means like if there is an option where you can make every person as happy as they can be without uh restricting or imposing on anybody else's will without consent you should do so. That is the moral thing to do. So if you can give everyone their own universe, they can design however they want, including Hitler, give Hitler his own universe, he can design it however he wants, and make the one rule that it's physically impossible to force any other being to do anything they don't consent to, that is the moral universe. That is the thing that they, that is the only world a moral being could create. Everything else is immoral. Everything else is just creating a situation where suffering and evil is a result of how you created the world and so you are evil so the only thing a moral being could do would be to give every conscious being its own universe let it design it how however it wants and just add that one extra rule that's physically impossible to force any for any being to force any other being to do anything they don't consent to and then you get a moral universe that that is the only possibility of what a moral universe could be that is essentially heaven or hell or whatever you want to call it. That's the only option. There's not multiple categories for different people. You have to treat everyone the exact same. Um, exactly, it's that view of John Rawls, the veil of ignorance. You have to create a fair to create a fair society. You have to create it from the position of where you wouldn't know where you would be in the society. And so in order for to know if it's a fair society, you'd have to be like, see, well, if I'm going to be placed at the very bottom the worst possible situation in here is not someplace I'd want to be. And if you create a hell, like, well, obviously, no, you don't want to be sent to hell. So the correct thing to do is to not create a hell, make everyone equally, make society fair for everyone, regardless of who they are, what they are, if they're Hitler or not. It doesn't matter how bad they are. If you can make it so that they can exist in their own universe and do whatever they want with that universe, and as long as they can't hurt other people, that is the moral thing to do. It is not moral to punish them. It is not moral to send them to hell. It is not moral to give judgment on them. It's just, it's moral to treat them as you would any other being. Like the highest moral religious standard is that of Jainism, complete, absolute nonviolence. So saying, I don't care if you try to punch me, I'm not going to punch you back. Uh, that is the absolute height of morality and humanity. So even someone as bad as Hitler or whoever, if you 
would treat them the same as any other human being, give them their own universe and, and not judge them and not punish them and just like put them off in their own space. That would be the moral thing to do. It wouldn't be moral to punish them. It wouldn't be moral or just to hurt them because of what they did. It's just the moral thing to do is to just treat every being equally. Um, and that's, that's the only thing a moral God could do. So no, if he created hell, he would definitely be immoral. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess. But it, what, and from what you just said, you know, like I guess when it comes to pursuing one's happiness, it is necessary to at least explore the truth, right? Because, for example, one wouldn't be, have been able to arrive at what you have said. You know, the statements you made, uh, the conclusions you arrived if they hadn't explored the truth in order to assess what what would make them. Uh, absolutely happy you know when it comes to the the afterlife or whatever right so um do you think i guess that there someone has to at least like explore some level of philosophy in order to know what could make them happy or is it just you know nope. like okay there are tons of kids all over the world who are very happy and have never learned philosophy and they're better off than people who have learned philosophy and are not happy. So happiness is you don't need to know philosophy to know what will make you happy. You just need to live and experience things and you'll find things that make you happy and things that don't. That's, that's it. That's all you really need. And do more of the things that make you happy and less of the things that don't. You don't need to do some kind of super existential analysis to try and figure out what those things are. You just need to experience them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, but I guess, you know, when it comes to that, right, um, we have Hitler is someone who has wanted to be truly happy and has, you know, ignore, ultimately ignored most of the exploration for truth, right, and just accepted some what the, the – the zeit the, the moral zeitgeist of of fascism and uh and darwinism so but i guess how how does one well no hitler hitler adopted uh hitler rejected darwinism for one thing hitler was christian for another thing so he he believed in he actually believed in multiple gods he was searching for like thor's hammer and mystical stuff but so no he just he just thought he was doing the moral thing. Like I was recently talking with the professor Richard Brown, who was talking about how he makes his student read Himmler's uh, book, uh, Himmler's diary. And Himmler thought he was doing the moral thing. He was, he was agonizing over killing all these people. He thought he was doing the best thing for society. So the, the idea here is that you should, as I said, do what makes you happy without imposing on other people involuntarily. The, the most moral thing to do is to give everyone their own universe and never impose on them without consent. It should be the best, the best universe is one where it is physically impossible to force any being to do anything they don't consent to do. And so the same rule applies to everybody. You should do what makes you happy so long as you don't impose on other people without their consent. That, that's not something you should do. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not, uh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, but I guess you know when it comes to that, um, it does in involve some sort of, I guess, like studying on ethics and morality, and and uh, and 
you know, values and virtue in order to become someone like that who who pursues happiness without stepping over others' rights and and consent so and moral agency. So you know, I, I just you know I sort of just want to push back because I, I really believe that every person should attempt at the truth even if they're there it's inevitable that they're not gonna arrive at it i guess because you know hum as as a human species i we have to um look to the look forward and we move forward and pursue the truth because for that we're able to assess the what the general well idea of well-being that we want to pursue right for example like for ideas like a utopia and and globe and a cosmopolitan uh in a cosmopolitan society um it it does involve society uh, philosophy especially when it comes to also like veganism and and what political uh, views one should take right it it does involve that and if you're going to be someone who's ignorant of these yeah you're going to be easily manipulated like like a lot of people so it you have to be focused on that too right you don't it's you can't just ignore it all your life like like a lot of people who um, no, most people ignore most things all of their life and they're perfectly fine with it. So, no, you don't need to research all of philosophy. You don't need to study any of these things to just not be manipulated. Just do what makes you happy. Like, that's it. That's all you really need. You don't need anything else. Like, most people don't know about veganism. If you just started to go around asking what what is veganism, is, unless you're like in a highly educated liberal state, most people aren't going to know or care because it doesn't matter to them. And that's perfectly fine. Like, you shouldn't you shouldn't need or put invest in learning about things to try and prevent some abstract manipulation that you don't have any idea about in the future because you don't know what veganism is like no you should pursue what makes you happy but, that's it but i guess i really disagree man like you know if if that was the thought process of every person it, it, there we we as a society would f break down right there wouldn't be no progress because you, you would be absolutely no no so, so that's wrong again so many people are made happy by doing science and pursuing truth and that's fine for them so okay so basically what you're saying is just not it doesn't have to be for everyone. It's just to to be specific for those who actually want to do it and are happy studying and exploring and learning the truth. If that's that's where they find their happiness. Yes. Okay, so I guess you know when it comes to that, are you saying that every every person, I guess every individual, has some sort of function? In, in society and that if they they pursue their their self-realization their happiness then that's where they could maximize their potential for for helping society become gr greater and better right and changing no, the world no i don't give a crap about society no, <laughs> so that doesn't mean a damn thing all that matters is what makes you happy it doesn't matter if it helps society or not if, if it makes you happy to go live off in the forest and be alone, then go live off in the forest and be alone. If it makes you happy to sit around and play video games all day, then sit around and play video games all day. 
Okay. Okay. Hmm. But I guess yeah, like w- w- I guess like how do you do you do you have like a is that more of like a rational thing or is just your intuitional uh, wisdom from experience? W- what what kind of uh, truth proposition is that? Like, is it, or is just is it just yeah, your sub- subjective it, opinion? It's more it's more from it's more from experience, mm-hmm. like. I've done lots of philosophy and studied a lot and worked very hard at many things and it was all a complete waste of time and I would have rather have just been doing it was all a mistake. <laughs> if I could have done what would have made me happy, that would have been a better option in every case. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I wanna I guess I wanna d- dive into what could have made you happy before. Okay, like if you weren't in philosophy, you you didn't become a YouTuber and did it give you a job, uh where would you be now? If you actually followed what would make you happy. Well, I never had a chance to be happy. So that's kind of the point is mm-hmm. that I was always doing everything I could to the best of my ability and was never given any opportunity to be happy in my life. For me, happiness is hot blondes. That's what I need to be happy. So <laughs> never had any in my life. Never had any opportunities <laughs> essentially in my life. Yeah. Never had any close human relationships of pretty much any kind in most of my life. So it was all pretty miserable for me. And that's kind of, if I had the option, I would definitely change all of that and then not go through any of the things I had to go through in life. I'm, there's no value in pretty much anything I had to go through. So if I had the option, I'd, yeah, I'd just go to parties, hang out with Coblons, college would have been fun and that kind of thing, socializing. But I never had any opportunity to do those things and they always made me feel like shit. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Okay, one last question, bro, because um, it's been awesome talking to you and learning about uh, how you think and look at generally at life, you know, and uh, all these stuff. Okay, so when it comes to that, right, like so you're, you're, you're giving, a, a, I guess, advice to people to people you know to even to the youth to follow their dreams and to just be happy but um i guess like what if you're in a situation where it's there where it's just so hard because your environment the context it's it's the it's a huge hindrance for it but how would i overcome it and what should be my attitude and and if i really want to pursue my happiness Um, I don't know because everything I've done has failed. So, uh, if you find a way, <laughs> let me know. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, uh, Tom, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, I hope you have a, a great day, bro. And, um, uh, keep finding that hot blonde, blonde girl. Yeah. She's, she's there for Thanks. you, man. Yeah. Bye, bro. See ya. So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is your host, Elmo Ador Jr. And thank you for listening in. And please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook. Please, please follow this. Please. Thanks. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.
Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with carrier. Products sold separately. 